Thank you, choir. If you have your Bibles, if you'll find your place in the book of Revelation, Revelation chapter number four, Revelation chapter number four, and may the Lord bless you. Good morning. We're glad to have you. If you're a guest with us here today, I'm Pastor Mike. Welcome to our 1030 worship service, and may the Lord bless you. Please let us know. As uh, Pastor Tim mentioned earlier, if we can do anything for you, explain anything about our work and our ministry here, we want to do so. So these days I'm speaking to you about a very important subject in the days in which we live in this, in this world. As we come to these uh, end days, these last days, it's important for us to remember our Creator. We saw last week in Ecclesiastes chapter 12, with that very important challenge to remember your Creator. So I again remind all of you, young and old who are here today, those listening to us online, may the Lord bless you, we miss you, we wish you were here. We're honored that you've joined us, and to all who would hear my voice at some time, remember your Creator. You see, whether or not someone worships God, whether or not someone believes in God, God made them just the same. So everyone has been created by God. The wicked, godless sinner and the wonderful, saved saint. So today we come now, as we begin, we're going to be moving in the days ahead to the book of Genesis for some detailed work in the days ahead. But before we get there, we have to uh, talk about some things that are ex extremely important for us to understand what it means to remember our Creator. Last week I started that discussion with you, and you can go back and if you're interested and listen to those things. Now today, we come to, uh, we come to this wonderful opportunity to go to heaven for a while and to see what worship is like in heaven. You see, what I want you to understand today is, is that we worship the God who created all things for His glory. We worship the God who created all things for His glory. So today, we talk about worship. Many of you have read many books on worship. Many of you have listened and considered it and taught about worship. We've, we've practiced singing and praising God and worshiping. Now we come to hear the Word of God today. We worship. But I want us to have a little bit more insight into this as we learn how heaven worships Almighty God. So we read together Revelation chapter 4, beginning in verse 1. After these things, this is John the Apostle. Now he's been exiled. He's been exiled to a place called Patmos and the Roman government has placed him there because he was a witness and a believer in Jesus Christ. So now we read Revelation chapter 4 verse 1. After these things, I looked and behold a door standing open in heaven. And the first voice which I heard, like the sound of a trumpet speaking with me, said, Come up here and I will show you what must take place after these things. Immediately I was in the Spirit... And behold, a throne was standing in heaven. A throne was standing in heaven. And one sitting on the throne. And he who was sitting was like a jasper stone and a sardius in appearance. And there was a rainbow around the throne like an emerald in appearance. Around the throne were 24 thrones and upon the thrones I saw 24 elders sitting, clothed in white garments and golden crowns on their heads. 
verse 5. Revelation 4, 5. Out from the throne, out from the throne, come flashes of lightning and sounds and peals of thunder. And there were seven lamps of fire burning before the throne, which are the seven spirits of God. And before the throne, there was something like a sea of glass, like crystal. And in the center and around the throne, four living creatures full of eyes in front and behind. The first creature was like a lion, and the second creature like a calf, and the third creature like the face of a man, and the fourth creature like a flying eagle. And the four living creatures, each one of them having six wings, are full of eyes around and within. And day and night they do not cease to say, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God, the Almighty, who was and who is and who is to come. Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God, the Almighty, who was and who is and who is to come. And when the living creatures give glory and honor and praise to Him who sits on the throne, to Him who lives forever and ever, the 24 elders will fall down before Him who sits on the throne and will worship Him who lives forever and ever and will cast their crowns before the throne, saying, Worthy are you, our Lord and our God, to receive glory, honor, power, for you created all things, and because of your will they existed and were created. Now, Heavenly Father, bless the reading of your word, and may the Holy Spirit of God be our teacher now, in Jesus' name we pray, amen. My focal truth today, again, is this, that we worship the God who created all things for His glory. Today we come to worship the holy, eternal, almighty God. I'm using these words very carefully. Listen to me. Today we, we have come here to worship the holy, eternal, almighty God who created all of us and all things in the created order. You see, today we understand better what worship is by looking to heaven where worship continues eternally. So we go to heaven. Today we go to heaven to learn how to worship our God. There are two hymns, great hymns at the beginning of Revelation, some others later, but there is the hymn, the song the hymn of praise to the Creator. That's what we're looking at today. And then we find in chapter 5 the hymn of praise to the Redeemer, the Lord Jesus Christ, in Revelation 5, 9. Worthy are you to take the book and to break the seals, for you were slain and you purchased for God with your blood men from every tribe, tongue, and people, and nation and you have made them to be a kingdom and priests to our God, and they will reign upon the earth. But today we give our attention to this first song, 
when I remember my creator, I worship my creator. So today I'm going to ask you, do you truly understand the nature of worship in your life? You see, worship has many elements. We worry about the, the way it goes in public, but I wonder today if you took the time and you've worshiped and met privately with God as you started your day. I wonder if each day of your life you practice worship and you worship this one who is your creator. You know he made you. He knows everything about you. <clears throat> There's not anything about you or the way you're made that he does not know. He knew you before you, were, you before you were shaped in your mother's womb and he knows how many days you will live. He knows the condition of your life and the circumstances you will go to. He is your creator. Do you know your creator and do you worship him? To know our creator draws us to great worship. It brings to us, you see, worship, worshiping God is worshiping in the spirit in awe and in wonder. Is there any awe? What is it that makes you have amazement in your life? What brings amazement to your life? Have you grown so tired and so uh, you've heard so much these words I'm talking about that when you think about God as creator, it really doesn't affect you emotionally? Then perhaps you've not really understood what it means for God to be your creator. When I recognize that he has created me and he <clears throat> is the creator of all things, all things are created by him and for him and through him and to him. When I recognize he is the glorious creator, it draws out of me worship and submission and awe and love and fear. This is what we have here. What's happening in heaven as these uh, living creatures say over and over, holy, holy, holy. I'm quoting verse 8. Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty, who was, who is, who is to come, they cast their crowns, they throw their, they put all their honor, they submit before the living God, the Almighty God who sits on the throne, and they say, You are worthy. You are worthy. You are worthy our Lord and our God, to receive glory, honor, power. For you are worthy, you created all things. I'm quoting verse 11. And because of your will, you are worthy because of your will, they existed and were created. Three observations from these words in Revelation 4. Because you see, before some of us are ready to get into the detail of the book of Genesis and work through it like engineers. You see, you're not an engineer. You're a believer in Jesus Christ. And what we happen to do first when we come to the Word of God is be awed by it and amazed by it. What it says. Not to engineer it. Not to break it apart before we understand it. No, be amazed today. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. That's it. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. This is the glory, this is the wonder that draws us to worship as we think about God our Creator. Number one, I will say this to you and speak about it for a moment. God alone, I've, I've chosen my words carefully. 
as I'm commenting on Revelation 4, especially verse 11. God alone is worthy of worship as the creator of all things. This is the first action of remembering our creator. And I want to go into some detail. Number two, God alone created all things by his creative power. And number three, I want to remind you that God alone, and I've said this, God alone. He doesn't need the help of man. He doesn't need the help of humans. God, he didn't need the help of angels. He didn't need the help of any other heavenly beings. God alone, Father, Son, Spirit, the glorious triune God alone created all things for his own purposes. So think about it today, my friend. God alone is worthy of worship as the creator of all things. Look at these names now again quickly in your Bible. Here we see it. The throne of God and one sitting on the throne and these, these strange, mysterious, glorious, <clears throat> living creatures there around the throne of God they, with eyes all around and wings. They say, holy, holy, holy is the Lord God, the Almighty, who was, who is, who is to come. Holy, God is holy. God is Lord, that is, He is supreme King. God is God, He is spirit and must be worshiped in spirit. He is almighty. There is no one more powerful than God. God has all the power. God is the greatest of powers. His power is beyond all powers. He is the power of powers. He is the Almighty One who was, who is, who is to come. We have a holy, eternal King who is Almighty whom we worship. There is no one like Him. So what are we called to do? Notice what the call is in verse 11. Worthy are you now. When the, when the elders hear these living creatures say these words, it stirs in them, it draws out of them worship. You see, the name of God, the name of God is enough to bring glory to God. The names of God are enough to draw us to the throne so that we might come in wonder and awe, so that we come before Him recognizing His glorious awesome, eternal, holy, almighty power. Is there anything too hard for God? As the prophet said, I'm asking you, some of you are facing hard things in your life. You're going through all kinds of circumstances in your life and you wonder, how am I going to get, who am I going to turn to? Who's going to help me? How can I get through it? I I say to you again, turn to the Almighty God. Turn to the Holy, Eternal, Almighty God in whom you will find help for all of your needs. Come to Him. So what do we do? We give Him. I'm, I'm, I'm going to verse 11. The one who is worthy, that is, God is worthy beyond all to receive whatever we give Him. He is the one who deserves all of our glory. He is the one who deserves all of our honor. He is the one who deserves all of our power and our energy. That's what you do for the God who can do anything. That's what we do as we worship God. This is the way we live. 
this is, this is the way we pray. This is the way we praise God. We honor this one who is the holy, almighty, eternal God, who is King of kings, Lord of lords, who is coming again. And we say, you are worthy. You are worthy. That's why the Lord taught us in uh, the disciples' prayer to say, our Father who is in heaven. When I start praying, I start by speaking to the Almighty God who is Father in heaven. You see, God alone, my friends, is worthy. He is the one to whom we worship. When you know who God is, you will honor Him and worship Him. You will give Him glory with your life and your lips. You will submit to Him. What did Brother Dave say? It's in all things. We give thanks in all things. This is the will of God for us. We submit to the one who is our almighty God. And we give him our strength. We give him our best. We serve him in our young age. We serve him in our old age. We remember God and we worship him. But you see, this is not true for all the world. This is not true for the vast majority of the people who live on the planet. I'm sad to report to you that the vast majority of people who live on the planet live in atheistic unbelief of God. They live with some kind of idea. They've been trapped by the philosophies and lies of the devil. They've been caught in the traps and philosophy of atheism and uh, of evolutionism and other kinds of uh, troublesome philosophies that destroy their very being. They've suppressed the truth of God, though inside they were born knowing there's a God. They've by by training and by believing lies have pushed down any reality that there's a God. One of the saddest and most unhappy atheists who ever has written in the world was Friedrich Nietzsche. Friedrich Nietzsche says, as I'm talking now about worshiping God, the atheist says the words of Nietzsche. Nietzsche says, I cannot believe in a God who wants to be praised all the time. I cannot believe in a God who wants to be praised all the time. Or as another atheist said, we must question the logic of an all-knowing, all-powerful God who creates faulty humans and then blames them for his own mistakes. You see, this is, this is what the unbeliever says about God. There is no God. And why would there, if there is a God, he do such things? Why would God demand praise? What you see, we praise God naturally because we see the glory of God. We see the majesty of God. We recognize salvation. We recognize all that he has done. So today we pause to say to the Lord, those of us who know him today, we say, you are worthy, Lord, to receive all of our glory, all of our honor, and all of our power. I'm going to live and worship you and glorify you and honor you all the days of my life. You know what the unbelieving world must see? They must see people like us who bow to the unseen God, the God Almighty who has sent the Lord Jesus Christ and left His blessed Holy Spirit inside of us so that they might see some who are different, who are changed, who do not live in the darkness of unbelief and atheism. So God alone is worthy of 
of worship as creator of all things. We want to get to the details, how he created it, what's the order of it, and debate all the elements in Genesis as we look at it. The reality is we must pause first and remember when you walk out the door, when you walk out the door, as you sit in this place, look around, you're surrounded by those who have been made by God. The creator God has made us all. Number two, God alone created all things by his creative power. So what do we have here in verse 11? Worthy are you, our Lord and our God, to receive glory, honor, power for you created all things. Now, if you have uh, quickly, if you have quick thumbs, you can turn to, this will be hard to find, Genesis chapter 1. It'll be hard to find, but if you work hard, you can find it. Genesis chapter 1 with your quick thumbs. And notice, I'll be brief. Notice now the awesome creative power of God, and I'll talk more about it in the days ahead. Notice here what we read. God alone is the shaper, the former and maker of all things, by the way, out of nothing. There was nothing before God created the world. So just to let you see it here, God alone, he is the one for you created all things. Genesis 1, 2, the earth was formless and void and darkness was over the surface of the deep and the spirit of God was moving over the surface of the waters. Verse 7, God made the expanse and separated the waters which were below the expanse from the earth, which were above the expanse, and it was so. Verse 16, and God made two great lights and greater light, and the greater light to give, govern the day, the lesser to govern the night. He made the stars also. And that's verse 16. Verse 25, God made the beasts of the earth after their kind, cattle and everything that creeps on the ground. And God saw that it was good. Verse number 26, then God says, let us make man in our own image. Notice, made, 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 made. In chapter 2 of Genesis, verse 4, we read, this is the account of the heavens and the earth when they were created in the day that the Lord God made heaven and earth. You see, be, be amazed today. You can pick your choice. You can look at the creation from under the microscope. You can look at it with your naked eye. You can look through the telescope. You can see the glories of God, both, both at the microscopic level and the macro level. Beyond, you can see things that are visible and invisible with the tools that we have today. The reality is there are even spiritual things we cannot see that the Lord created also the angels and the glories of the principalities and powers and the, the, the multitude of angelic beings all to the glory of God. I remind you today, we worship the creator. We worship him because he created all things. There's nothing that you can see or know in the created order that God did not create. Finally, God alone creates all things for his purpose. Someone says happily, I'm so glad God made the world for me. Well, okay, but he actually made it for himself. You see, we enjoy the glory of God's world, but he created it for himself. Did you see the rest of verse 11? He says, you created all things and because of your will, they existed and were created. 
Paul said in Ephesians 1, He is the one who works all things according to the counsel of His will. I want to remind you today, though you're making choices and decisions in your life, <clears throat> we're all still under that wonderful guiding sovereignty and providence of God. And He knows what's happening in our lives and He is bringing the world to an end according to the counsel of His will, according to His will and purposes. You cannot, you see, man tries to stop what God is going to do. Unbelieving man has all, from the Garden of Eden, we'll see it all the way to the Tower of Babel and beyond to the nations that lived in unbelief and godlessness. Man has always turned and worshiped the creature rather than the Creator. Paul said in Colossians 1, By Him all things were created, both in the heavens and the earth, visible, invisible, whether thrones, dominions, rulers, authorities, all things, listen, the choir sang it for us, we sang it, all things have been created through Him and for Him. He is before all things, that is before anything existed, even matter itself, He is before all things in eternity, and in Him all things hold together. Well, my time is gone, but I want to remind you, and I mentioned this to you, about the importance of looking on the website at some of the uh, materials that I've re recommended for you to read. Church, there's no way for me to possibly cover what all I need you <clears throat> to be thinking about, but you see... As the world is coming to an end, man is getting bolder in his opinions about how he can make himself a God. I'm not exaggerating. I'm not being silly. I'm not trying to, uh, I'm not trying to just waste your time. But there, there is a very significant movement tied to the development of technology in our world called transhumanism. It's a very real thing. It's not a fringe group of people who paint their faces up and dance around fires half naked and go crazy. These are very intellectual, very smart people who have suppressed the knowledge of God, who are, who are atheists, uh, who believe in evolution at its macro level and believe that the world is evolving to better things and mankind is the new creator of that world. You need to read about it. I'll only quote for you uh, Toby Ord, and we need to pray for Toby Ord. As I say his name, you pray for him. He's the research fellow at Oxford University. And he is um, in charge of what is called, and you can Google all of this information, read it for yourself, the Future of Humanity Institute. He is the leading research fellow at Oxford University. And so he writes these words, uh, at Oxford University, which is the leading center of transhumanist thought in the world today. I'm not making this up. These are the people who influence the people at Google and the people at Facebook and the people who write all of the code, most of them who write the code for, your, uh, for the computer programs today and all your apps on your phone and all the rest. He writes and says, and many believe this, there are many who believe this, Technology will become the means of humankind's salvation. Mankind will be saved by technology. He goes on and says, Rising to our full potential for flourishing would likely involve us being transformed 
into something beyond the humanity of today. These are spiritual words he uses. These are words that describe somehow a human being becoming something of a human God. And there are others who are writing and speaking about this who build cars and who make spaceships who go to the skies. And uh, these people are all involved in artificial intelligence and the development of us in this, in this world today. There is a uh, document called the Transhumanist Declaration. I know I'm going long, but you need to hear this. This is what I want you to understand is the difference between those who worship the Creator and those who deny the Creator. The Transhumanist Declaration reads, Technology will be used to broaden human potential by overcoming aging, cognitive shortcomings, involuntary suffering, and confinement to planet Earth. I want you to consider today with me as we close. Worthy are you, here's what heaven is saying. While the earth rises up, while mankind still tries to make himself a God and create his own world and his own future and push away the limitations that God has set on creation and the created order. Humankind has been created as male and female created uniquely male and female with our human capacities, our differences as male and female, and our limitations. And regardless of how I appreciate it, even in my own life recently, medical advances to help me, there are still limitations to my life. One day, Pastor Mike's days will be done and Pastor Mike will die. I'm ready to die. I'm ready to meet the Lord Jesus Christ, hallelujah, to enjoy heaven. Are you ready to die? You see, your maker knows when you were to be born and your maker knows when you're to die. Are you ready to meet God? All things have been created. I stand, oh, someone says, Pastor Mike, but what if, what if we're embarrassed because uh, technology is somehow able to do, listen, all that is done by man is still under the control of God for his own purposes. Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid of what man might do to destroy all the created order. There is a God who is Lord God, who was, who is, who is to come, who is the Almighty, who is greater than all scientific discovery, greater than all technological advances. He is the Almighty God who calls on all humans to bow and confess Jesus as Lord. All things have been created through Him. All things have been created for Him to His glory. So we hear the sound of heaven, as we finish, we hear the sound of heaven. In the midst of a world that says there is no God, in the, world of, in the midst of a world that says, turn away, I've got a better answer for you. God isn't going to help you. God's abandoned you. God is all about it for himself and not for you. In the midst of all of those words, remember this, worthy are you. This is what heaven's saying today. This is what heaven's saying today. Worthy are you, O Lord, our God, to receive glory and honor and power for you created all things. And because of your will, they existed and were created. 
So what do we remember now? Worship the eternal, holy, almighty God. When you bow, when you bow, remember the holy, eternal God. The almighty God is present. He is there. He is with you. He is in you if you're saved by the Holy Spirit. You are, you are blessed by the power of the present God through the Holy Spirit in your life. But do you worship Him? What is it that draws you to worship? Remember today, my friends, that we're made to glorify and serve God in our bodies. You know when you're going to be best? You know when you're going to be best? When you glorify God and serve Him with all of your power and strength in your body. You don't have long to do it. Start today. We, we were created for God and we belong to Him. I belong to Him. You belong to Him. You do not have the right to take what He has given to you, what He has made, and do something on your own. That's rebellion against God. And our God is in the heavens, as we're reminded today. Our God is in the heavens. I say this, I would say this to a room filled with atheists and unbelievers. I'd say it to a room filled with people who would mock us and ridicule us for our faith, I would say to them, whatever they may do to the church, our God is in the heavens. Are you listening, unbelieving world? He does whatever He pleases to the praise of the glory of His grace. And the Lord is near to the door. The Lord is near to the door. The happenings of the days, the, the advances in human flourishing and nations and technology all under the control of the sovereign God who has his purposes because they are a part of what will happen as the Lord comes again. Now you must decide today, will you remember your creator and worship him all the days of your life?